Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Create a brighter future with a savings plan from Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Text 51551. Drive Time on RTE Radio 1. Romantic love is a dangerous myth, so says twice-married actor Emma Thompson in a a new interview today. She says we really have to take a romantic, uh, we have to take romantic love, she says, with a massive pinch of salt and that long-term commitment is often turbulent. So is she right? Should we be wary of the happily ever after narrative and be more realistic about the hard graft that's involved in relationships. Sounds like a tough old chat to me, I must say, uh, with Helen Vaughan, who's counsellor at Maynooth Counselling and Psychotherapy. Helen, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you. Do not shatter my illusion of romance. (laughs) Funny, I thought you were going to be romantic, but the problem is that it implies that there's no hard work along the way and that, you know, the honeymoon phase at the start of any new relationship, Mm -hmm. as if that continues. It doesn't continue. Like, it wears off. That's realistic. Well, and I think having an unrealistic vision that it's going to be happily ever after isn't helpful because then when that love bomb wears off, you feel like, oh, maybe this isn't a very good relationship or maybe this person isn't suited to me. When in fact, it's just that you have to do a bit of work. Like I've heard love being described as a verb rather than something passive, that you have to be an active participant and do stuff to make it work. Do you know what I mean? So when people talk about the one, is that wrong? No, there can still be the one, but if after a year, two years, five years, two kids, four kids, you find it's not this flurry and butterflies in your stomach and pure love bomb. So the one turns that into, real. oh, that one. That one. That <laughs> but the thing is, is that you have to work at it. Like I see couples all the time who've just lost their connection, that they've got so caught up with everything mm-hmm. or that they don't communicate about certain things. And there's things that couples typically don't communicate about, like money having children, how you share the chores around the house. Like there's a lot of kind of unattractive things that people don't talk about and they should talk about because it can lead to resentment and fights and, you know, people breaking up when in fact maybe they could have worked on it a few years ago. And who's responsible, do you think, for not working on relationship? Is there any general pattern or trend that you've seen? I don't think there is a general pattern. I think all of us. I think we're sold this myth, like this, the prince and the princess and the prince will come in and sweep you off your feet away on a horse and off you'll go happily ever after. I think we're sold that myth from birth. And my theory is that we should teach our children that that's not realistic. You know, and I have daughters who are young and there's Snow White, Cinderella. It's all about a prince coming and saving you and taking you from this terrible life into a better life. And we need to sell them a different story. What are you going to tell your daughter? That there will be a prince, but, you know, he might fart every now and again and he's... (laughs) He doesn't put out the bends. <laughs> and he might be a princess and that you've got to share all the chores and you've got to negotiate yeah. and communicate and you've got to learn to listen to each do, other. Do you know what your daughter would say? Ew, no way. Yeah, no, no thanks. thanks. But I mean, I guess we've just got to be more realistic and not be sold that there's one version of love and it's this lovely, happily ever after, rainbows and unicorns. Okay, g- give me the gritty version like of love then. Get, sell it to me. Well, this is things like where, you know, you go from the love bomb stage into a more intimate, closer stage, but you're okay to share your your vulnerability. You know, you have boundaries with each other. You keep your individual hobbies and likes so you're still interesting to each other. You communicate, you learn how to listen, which is harder than it sounds, and most people don't do it. And also that you learn how to have uncomfortable conversations about money, sex, boundaries, kids, sleeping in separate rooms sometimes if that's needed if there's a snoring issue you know mm-hmm. it's having the uncomfortable conversations and not being afraid to what do you mean and also uncomfortable keep doing com- the things you love to do what, what do you mean uncomfortable conversations about 
money or sex, for example. I mean, surely if a couple are together for a, a significant amount of time, I mean, what can be uncomfortable about chatting about sex? A lot of people don't talk about it. One might want more than the other and that they don't ever come together and go, well, what do you want? What do you want? Okay, well, how can we meet in the middle and negotiate what we both want? And then one ends up being frustrated. What is there to be talked about? (laughs) What your individual needs are, what your individual likes are, and that you hear each other and you work it out together going, okay, we'll try this, we'll try that, we'll try that. How would they not work that out by now, Helen? They mightn't have. A lot of people don't. They just don't speak of it. And then, you know, one ends up upset or another might be resentful. You know, or these issues. I have couples that come in to me and they're ready to walk away from each other and you figure out that money is the issue, that one feels they're the breadwinner and the other one isn't paying their way. And you're like, this is leading to infidelity, for example. You know, if we were to tackle those issues earlier and talk about them and work them out, hopefully we don't get to the infidelity point. You know what I mean? Will you hear the romantics that are texting their programme to 51551. It's not called a honeymoon for nothing. The sweet romance wanes just like the moon, says uh, a listener. John in Cork says, Helen doesn't speak for me. I'm 21 years married with kids and happier than ever, says John. I wonder, does John work on it though? Like, does he go on dates? Does he connect with his partner and chat to him or her? You know, I'd love to hear some of the work he does. Well, he doesn't have to. He says he's from Cork, so they don't have to. <laughs> it's all grand. <laughs> they they uh, are standalone greats in uh, Cork. Look, um, do you talk about sex or do you talk about money or do you talk about uncomfortable things with your uh, other half? You can let me know to 51551. You can prove Helen Vaughan wrong or, or prove her right, whatever the case may be. It's always enlightening, I must say, to talk to you. Helen Vaughan, counsellor at uh, Maynooth Counselling and Psychotherapy. Thank you very much uh, indeed for that.